handsome contest. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of The Guys Who Talk About Sports. This is the Mojo Man, and with me as always are Tone Balls, I mean, sorry, Big G, uh, the Intro Man, Zach, Steve, Beta Boy Steve, how you doing Steve, and the Iceman himself, Matty Microwave. In memory of uh, TJ Oshie's father, who had passed away today, T's and P's are with you, TJ and your family. In, in these rough times, you know, we really feel for you and, and we support you. You're a great player and enjoy that time with your loved ones and we hope you'll be back on the ice soon. Hey, I second that. I think uh, the Oshie family is a key member of the uh, Capitals organization, so we're definitely reeling over here, but uh, I think we're going to get through it and Oshie's going to come through and play for his dad for the rest of the season, so it's going to be a good one. Shout out. Definitely, definitely thoughts and prayers with this family. This is episode 32, and we just had the NFL draft last week. So we definitely have a lot to discuss. We also got some NHL talk on the horizon. Going to discuss what's going on in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Julius Randle is a bucket, and the Knicks are back. But are the Wizards back too? We're definitely going to discuss that. The schmuck of the week this week, we have two actually, but find out who that is. All of this... And more is coming at you, but first, this episode is brought to you on all platforms by Anchor. Our partnership with Anchor is stronger than Baker Mayfield's partnership with commercials and filming them all the time and always. Make sure to follow our Twitter, Guys Talk Sports with Two Zs, and our Instagram, Guys Talk Sports 101. And now, to the episode. Whenever I do not see she wanna fight, I just wanna hold her like a mic. Tyson, I want one night, I want to wife it and buy it everything that it is. Who would you tell? Cause I went there. I'm scared. Hope you want what you can get done to me. Who said they there? Who said they there? Please free the flare. I know you're gonna be proud of me. I won't do no Uche Kuchi. Have a private party. excited to get into this what was the biggest surprise i, I want to hear from everybody who do you think that fell or who do you think what player came off the board and you were like surprised i mean we all know trey lance at three we didn't know which quarterback but besides that which one was the biggest like surprise in the top 10 or 15 you're good um i would definitely say jc horn being the first defensive player to go off the board at eight to the panthers was Definitely a surprise. That's exactly so, what I was going to say. Were, that was the big one. Yeah, Tons of defensive talent in this draft. Tony, I'll, I'll get to you in a second. Which was why it was surprising. I mean, I honestly, when we did the, the mock draft last week with just me, Zach, and Joe, I took J.C. Horn very, very high. So not not that high. I think it was around like 10 or 11. But I still, I, I had a lot to say about him. Uh, we got Zach and then Tony. No, no, no. Tony had Tony said that he was agreeing, but Tony, you go first. I do just want to say I uh, I sent Brent over my uh, my draft pick selections for last week, and I'm not sure if he put them on the pod or not. But uh, I did pick uh, J.C. Horn to go first selection, so first defensive selection. Sorry. So you know what only what, what surprised me was also the pick before that. Um, Jalen Waddle, or was that six? Either seven uh, or six. Six. It's still, I was very surprised. I did not think, and also. 
Kyle Pitts to the Falcons. I mean, we all saw it kind of coming, but like, did we though? Like, like I mean, Penel Sewell falls to seven. We thought we, he was a top five pick. That, that was interesting. Uh, Tony, what do you got? I think the fact that uh, Jalen Waddle went so early kind of isn't as shocking as the fact that Devontae Smith went at 10, because that's just a bad pick, in my opinion. They they could have gone so many other I mean, routes. that's the Eagles. I mean, that's just the Eagles. I mean, right? why? I mean, like, that's, that's just... And let's talk about the trades. So let's The crazy trades that happened during, uh, you know, there was definitely not only in the first round, there's a lot of activity in days two and three that had a lot of impacts on uh, the draft on for teams and how they did. But, uh, Steve, now you had some time to think about it. What was your biggest surprise? I guess it would have to be seeing back-to-back running backs get drafted. Like, thinking about it, I remember seeing Najee Harris come off the board. I didn't get to dra- watch a lot of the draft, but seeing Najee Harris come off the board, I was like, damn, that was a really good pickup. Like, I love Najee Harris, but still, I thought everyone was sort of in a consensus, like, don't draft running backs early. And I, thought I was high on him as well. Maybe fall to the second round or something. And then Travis Etienne came out. How influenced was that from Trevor? I mean, I don't know. Maybe their thought about is to keep it familiar, but you also have James Robinson there, so that's you can you know definitely ease ETN into your offense with Trevor. I would say it's a little bit of both, because obviously you want Trevor to be comfortable, you know, have a buddy there, someone a, fam- a familiar face to work with. But also, I mean, it's not like you're exactly settling for Travis ETN. The man, the man can ball, so it's a little high. Because, Steve, I'm agreeing with you. It's a little high because you could get as good as any running back in the third, fourth, fifth round. You know, Alvin Kamara, third round pick. Plenty of undrafted running backs out there as well. Uh, uh, Austin Eckler, you know, they're all over the place. So they're, they're definitely there. I believe Dalvin Cook might have been third round pick as well. But You know, I, I also think um, that the Bengals going with Jamar Chase was a good move. Um, but also I think they definitely – no, listen, sorry, 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 sorry. No, 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 I've, I've – sorry, I, I've I've been arguing the other way. I'm saying I, I get it, but I still don't get it because you got to protect Joe Burrow. So, like, I immediately said in the group chat, they said they should have went line. That was Pinell Sewell. That's why I just said Pinell Sewell, he was a top-five draft pick, and everybody knew it. But they went with Jamar Chase. Now, if Joe Burrow gets injured again – Whose fault is that? I agree. It was such a mistake on their It was part. such a mistake. I agree. Such I think then they, How do you but do they that? tried to argue. They tried to argue that they drafted uh, two more in love, like two and three. But, like, yeah, I get your blind side situated with Manel Sewell. I mean, that was that was a no-brainer for me. So I don't know. I think that uh, Jamar Chase is going to prove himself to be worthy of that pick. Um, personally. If he can't get the ball, it doesn't matter. Like, I agree. But, like, if he doesn't have Joe Burrow throwing the ball, it's it's a wrap. It, it doesn't, you know. Yeah, but I think you can shore up the line in other ways. You can take later picks, which they did. I believe they yeah. took a tackle in the they second did. round. They um, did. I believe they took some other O-line later in the draft. And they can always go free agency. I mean, Veteran O linemen are are not uh, hard to come by. I would say, like not not easy to come by, but you can definitely find some free agency uh, plug and play guys. So I definitely think they're going to be okay, and you definitely don't pass on that connection they already had. How many touchdowns did he catch when they were uh, playing together? A significant amount, I imagine. Yeah, I, it's probably going to be more in the NFL. It's pass pass friendly. But the argument is, you already had dynamic receivers, and there's other spots on your team that you. Definitely had to fill. Besides the O-line, you got to protect him. I believe they just let a cornerback go to the Washington football team. It just seems I mean, they're so gonna... short-sighted. It just doesn't, like, why get something you already have? 
I feel like they went with like the 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 wrong thinking of going best player available, and they had their best play, player available incorrect, which they went with Jamar Chase. But at the same time, I still think he's going to be a great player for them, and I think he's going to warrant that. So we'll see. They had good wide receivers. I don't. And now they have another one. So the game game uh, game management man, it's going to be tough to guard game plan against them. Tyler Boyd and. Uh, Fucking chase on the outsides. T. And you got Higgins. T. Higgins. Yeah, T. Higgins too. Yeah, Sheesh. Yeah. I mean, so, it doesn't I matter mean, how. I mean, we saw in the Super Bowl though. It doesn't I mean, yeah, matter talk, how good your well, receivers are if you're getting hit left and right. Let's talk about weapons. I mean, Matty Ice over there with Ridley, Julio, and, and now you add Pitts to the mitts. I mean, come on now. I mean, that's. Yeah, they really put their trust in Matty Ice with that pick, though, for sure. They're going to have to see what he gives them for this. Well, time. I think they still have to pay him for a year, so there's they're going to ride him out for a year anyway, I think. But, I mean, also they could have went a line, so I don't know. I think there was a lot of value in the second and third round in the offensive line that a lot of teams who were picking in the higher rounds valued, so I think that's what you saw. I couldn't believe Elijah Moore fell to the second round and the Jets were able to snag him. That was unbelievable. And they traded up to get Vera Tucker, another great draft. Joe Douglas, man, I'm a Dugganite all the way because this is the first time in a long time that I agreed with every single pick that we made. Dude, it was the first time since 1983 that the Jets drafted four straight offensive players. Unbelievable. And they all seem dynamic. And I like some of the defensive players we drafted as well. We drafted two players named Michael Carter. I think that's hilarious. I mean, who wouldn't? I'm very optimistic for the first time in a long time. And, I mean, dude, Elijah Moore, have you guys seen him run routes? This dude is like a mini Tyreek Hill. He's a burner. Absolute beast. I'm I'm looking forward to, to seeing this, man. He's going to kill it. If you guys uh, didn't trade up to get Elijah Vera Tucker, do you think the Patriots are taking him, or do you think they're already set on Mac Jones? Because he slipped. He slipped to there. So, like, I feel like you traded him up thinking that he was going to be, be going. No, we traded up for him because that was our – we had him graded as much higher than that, I think. Did we hold, – hold on one Yeah, second. I think he slipped for sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in our mock draft he went top top eight or something. I don't know. He went – yeah, he went no, exactly 14th in our mock draft. He went 14th to the Vikings. And that's who well, the Jets got that was me. from. That was you, Tony. Great day in Minnesota. I tell you what, Alice Rivera Tucker, man. I mean, I believe in Joe Douglas. The left side of our line is going to be locked down. And we got Zach Wilson now. Hopefully we just do a ton of rollouts. And just a lot of run, defense. Run I really enjoy run. that, too, in the later rounds. Yeah. It's good what point. are your guys' uh, thoughts on the meme of Kadarius Tony just burning someone on the route and then dropping a wide-open pass? Because I think that's just a perfect Giants meme. Yeah, I think that's a bonehead pick by the Giants or whatever. Pick at all, not at all. Or something about the NFC East. They just don't really pick well unless they're the Cowboys and have Mark, Micah Parsons fall to your hands, and then you have to pick them. You know, like I we all thought Micah Parsons was gonna fall, but at the same time, he was definitely the. Well, we we definitely did think that he was gonna be. You know, like for sure, for sure. But uh, we just weren't sure. Good good old Jerry Jones in our mock draft. He took him, didn't he? Yeah, we were we were right on a lot of these things. That's what I'm saying, bro. We were right on a lot of these. 
We were killing it, man. Hey, um, guys talk about sports, baby. We had Mac Jones in this right, too. Unbelievable, Tony? guys. I just want to say, I think maybe the worst pick of the first round was probably Travis Etienne going to the Jags. I think that was literally just purely Trevor Lawrence just suck up. I don't even know what they were thinking. It's just he's, he's not a first-round back. You think it was worse than the Kadarius Tony to the Giants? I think long-term, that'll be okay. I think long-term, Travis Etienne is going to be a burnout. Market. Wow. We're doing I don't know. He's pretty nasty, and he's got the chemistry. He's got the chemistry with old Trevor. Yeah, but chemistry doesn't mean much in the NFL. I mean, every, everyone in the NFL was the best player on their college team, so. Hey, Zach, last week, who did you stuff? draft as uh, who did you draft when – what team were you when you drafted when you fleeced me for that the corner Greg Newsom? Were you the what team were you? I can't remember. Was it the Browns? Might have been. I feel like it Maybe. was. Sorry to cut you off, Steve. I know you guys were in a Well, because they, dra- they drafted they, they drafted they drafted Greg That's Newsom. That's so funny. Dude, I'm telling you. That's funny. It's pretty sweet. Did we talk about uh, Justin Fields to the Bears yet? I think that's going to be a pretty we solid combo. We can talk about that. What do you guys we can talk about that. that. I, I I guess we can – let's talk about that, and then I'll get into Washington football team's picks. Um, that was interesting. I think that there was a lot of teams willing to go up for him. I think what they traded up for was not as much what the 49ers traded up for. So, um, for three. So, I hope they really like Trey Lance, what I got to say. I think Trey Lance is going to be serviceable, at least his rookie and sophomore years until he gets figured out. But I think I, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't play. I, I think he's only played one year, and it, he's played like sixteen or seventeen games, and he hasn't even played in the past like twenty-four years, or like three hundred sixty-five days. Prototype so. quarterback is the style nowadays, so they're trying to get anyone in the ball. Hopefully, he stays healthy too. I don't know. Shit's a lot quicker. We'll see. I. That's just my biggest question mark. I don't think a three was a good move to go get him, but that's just me. Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely think board, you go get him. Well, I mean, yeah. not when you're paying Jimmy G like that. I mean, yeah, but like, I, I, I guess, but like, who else would you have taken? Who would you have gone? With? It just handicaps your franchise, really. Like, you've taken in Kyle the fr- Pitts. Kyle Pitts at three. Zach, they're not. I wouldn't have traded. Up, I wouldn't have traded up to for three. Kyle, <laughs> like, did I just? <laughs> Zach, that's what I'm best? saying. The best trait a player can have is availability. And Jimmy G is never available. They paid him millions of dollars. The man isn't yeah, yeah. the man's not available. You're and right. also right. the blueprint to win, it's the same reason the Jets got rid of Sam Darnold. The blueprint to win now is to have a quarterback on a rookie contract. So they're it doesn't handicap them because they're gonna trade Jimmy. One hundred percent, and yeah. and it gives him the opportunity to sit, like you said, he's only played yeah, that, that certain amount of game like he they can pay jimmy and have him sit a year and they're thinking five years in advance and not for this year you know who knows? i just think if i'm the bears i i, I like where i'm at i mean unfortunately oh i agree the i bad, agree for sure but like <laughs> the bears like you just come in you swoop in you're like okay like cool what do they trade for it was like the 11 or 10 or 11. 11 11 yeah and i think they traded a one a four and a five all in future picks like all in future drafts like fantastic absolutely Sign me up for that for Justin Fields. I might as well. If it doesn't work out, like I think still think it's worth the draft picks. So I mean, historically, yeah, though, I think the it's just quarterback of the bunch is never really that good. 
I will say that much. But why is he the fourth quarterback of the bunch, though? I don't. I disagree with that somewhat. I mean, I think long term we'll look back on you that and be me. like, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I think he'll fit well with Matt Nagy. Honestly, I think Matt Nagy finally is a quarterback who can do something, who doesn't turn the ball over like you know Mitch Trubisky. But he might get into a league and do that. So, you know. And the Patriots. I have. I have one no again with Mac Jones too. She. That was unbelievable. I knew the memes were all going to be coming. Steal right one? I mean, st- steal one? I mean, he's going to sit for a year behind Cam. He's going to probably compete, but he's not beating Cam for the starting job. Again, I, I think I that's know. the perfect thing for him. He can learn. He can I agree. Learn Bill's I agree. System and then just take I over. I agree. I mean, you don't you don't play that well in college without having some sort of skill set and ability to adapt. Like, I think he's definitely going to mm-hmm. do well in that system. Like, Bill's a hard ass. So we'll see. I don't know, that's interesting. Let's get into the Washington football team's pick. So they have the 19th pick, and they went um, Jermaine Davis from uh, Kentucky, a linebacker who I think is actually a fantastic pick at 19. I think they had a lot of options that could have went, uh, especially offensive tackle, which is a little bit surprising that they went linebacker here. Um, but they did go um, offensive tackle in the second round with Samuel Cozy at 51. Um, so I really like that pick, too. They also picked uh, – you know, a DB from Minnesota, another wide receiver from UNC, um, and then a tight end, a safety. This is the interesting one that I wanted to get to. They drafted a long snapper, and then they drafted three more guys in the seventh round. So here was – I listened to an interview from Riverbe- Riverboat Ron, and he said that they were interested in doing the trade with – I think it was the Philadelphia Eagles to get more picks in the later rounds to therefore not have to deal with people – or having to sign – um, you have, you know, undrafted free agents and having to spend money that way. So he said, instead of that, let's just draft them and um, just get them to the roster that way. It's a little bit faster, um, a little bit cleaner, and especially it's a little bit more competitive in the free agent market um, if you undrafted. So I definitely like all their picks, but um, anybody have anything else they want to say? Who do you guys think had the best overall draft as a team? I think the Lions actually had a pretty pretty decent draft. I was impressed with the Lions. I just just the fact that Penel Sewell came to them right there, and that was and they didn't pass on him. I was very happy for them. Uh, I was gonna say I think you can't really pass on the Falcons with Kyle Pitts. Can you though? Yeah, I think you. I think you can. You could have drafted Matt Ryan's replacement, unless you really didn't have your. I guess they didn't see that shows how much they didn't like Justin Fields. That shows right there that they valued Kyle Pitts over Justin Fields. I do want to say this, guys. Who is the last Ohio State quarterback that was successful in the NFL? Can we even name him? I'm not talking about uh, Terrell Pryor because he's a receiver. 12 gauge, Cardell. The defender legend. Maybe an NCAA against sick children. <laughs> was it Troy Smith? I mean, he wasn't good in the NFL, though. I think he got a ring. You got to go before him. I think he got a ring. And, you know, who, for the Ravens? Sure did. Uh, I mean, that doesn't, as a backup, yes, yes, respect. I'm not going to, I'm not, not denouncing that, but I'm talking about who was the last Ohio State quarterback that was successful, productive, like a star in the NFL? Got nothing. You're making a good point, though, Brian. I feel like it's, it's not always, you know, oh, this guy did the best Who's... in college. He's going to be the best. Like, all the guys that come from good teams, I feel like 
you know, a lot of them don't end up panning out because they just were, they had the nastiest weapons around them. They had so much time in the pocket. Like, I feel like that happens pretty often. Who's the last good quarterback from BYU? Uh, freaking what's his name? Uh, on the on the Saints. Uh, Jimmer Fredette. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Wait, I think you guys are all forgetting about Cardell Jones, at XFL star. I don't that's, know. That's said Defender gauge. Nation. We, we, we said it. We said it. Come on, we keep I'm up. Sorry. We, Zach, I was reading something else. I'm Steve, sorry. I will say. I even said Defender Nation. I don't. I don't know what you're saying. I'm throwing my X up. The main reason a lot of these quarterbacks that go to these big-time schools don't make it in the NFL is because every situation for them is perfect. They have the best O-linemen, the best you know, route runners, the most dynamic players, offense and defense that money can buy because we know they're all paying players. That's another story. But, you know, Carson Wentz, Jimmy G, uh, Patrick Mahomes, they're, they're all out there fucking – Drew Brees went to Purdue, you know, and Tom Brady was a uh, backup his whole career. It's always those guys that go through adversity that have to deal with, you know, imperfect situations constantly that end up thriving in the NFL because in the NFL, you're thrown into the shit every single day, every single play. And it's just like, man, can you do it? Good luck. And if you can't, especially now, right away, if you can't, they're like, fuck you, you suck. We'll be right back after these messages. Generic 90s grunge song. For everyone in Flanders. Generic 90s grunge song. Something from Seattle. And thank you, Mojo Man, for those kind words about Anchor. You know who also has some kind words is a Jeopardy host. And uh, his name's Aaron Rodgers. He uh, has some uh, discrepancies, some issues, says somebody within the organization that he's upset with the Packers. I believe that um, he's gotten to the level in his career where he's just became a prima donna. I mean, it's, it is getting a little absurd. I get that they give you no help, but I mean, you don't run the team. You know, you don't pay, you don't sign, you know, you don't strike the paychecks. So, I I disagree. I think he values himself higher than what they're giving him, I guess, either mentally, competitively, or financially, so he's trying to go elsewhere. It's definitely kind of a bitch move, and he's been known for kind of being a bitch over his career, so kind of plays into what his, uh, his role is, but I don't know. It's going to be definitely interesting. It's going to be a power shift for sure. This thing's been bleeding over for a while, though, and prima donna, I mean, guys, I've ripped the flackers more than anybody, and we all know this. But the man just fucking won the MVP. And I think all he's looking for, one, I'm telling you guys, I guarantee you when he leaves, he's going to say it has something to do with them, they're not actually being an owner and it being a team among the people. Because I swear to God that has something to do with this. Because they never can make any, there's no, no one's on the same page. They're not in the it same. Would, it would piss me off too. It would I mean, piss me the fuck off if I didn't know who's player. in charge. Just right. some fucking douchebag on the street. A team, a committee of fucks that never played the game. Even an That's owner. That's not how it as, works, as, though. As much as yes, I mean, it's I it's that. it's. I mean, it's, it's definitely not too far fetched than that. I mean, they definitely probably have some type of board that represents like their greater whole. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, it's definitely nothing you would imagine. 
How can well, anybody yeah, make a decision I mean, it's when just, that it's, much it's like on? a stock. You like invest into it like a stock, and then you have like some financial controlling interest, but you don't get like a say in the decisions of the team management at all. They have all. a board of trustees, though. I mean, somebody has to make decisions, though, Tony. You know that, like, like. In terms I guess. Of like, I, I guess, but I, I, I think in that case, it's probably more the GM than the, oh, like the quote unquote owner. But they don't. I mean, yeah, but like, who do they, who do they answer to? Right. So like the board of directors who look out for the best interests of the shareholders, who's there for, who can't make a decision because there's like multiple, it's not just like one or two, maybe even 10. It's, I'm just saying it's like more than it would need to be. It's just, there's no direct, there's no Dan Snyder where you can hate and you can point the finger and like, but he makes decisions, right? And also like, there's no Jerry Jones who's calling the shots saying, this is what we're going to do fucking my way or the highway type shit, which I just want to say, also, when you uh, have someone as great as Aaron Rodgers, I'll let you go in a second. When you have someone as great as Aaron Rodgers, you fucking do whatever this man wants. Tom Brady fucking ask them to jump. They say, how high Tom, you want me to lick your balls too? They do everything Tom Brady wants. All Aaron Rodgers asking for is a little help. That's it. I can see why he's mad. Last year they drafted Jordan Love. The man big dick swings it, wins the MVP. I mean, I would just be tired of it there too. I really would. I I can see it. Uh, all I was going to say is that next week do expect Professor G to come in strong with a uh, full outline of how the Packers organization is run. Please do, Professor. We've We've been missing him. He's been deep in study recently. He's been in his lair. Dude, he is deep into Zed Run horses right now. He's uh he's trying to get LinkedIn uh, Zed Run breeder on there, so he's Dude, he's about to earn that soon. Shout out to the profess, man. Always spitting his knowledge. I love it. Dude, about to breed some Nakamoto's this weekend. It's gonna be wild. So how many? Uh, we'll we got to talk about that later, honestly, because that's a whole. Nother yeah, thing. that's that's another thing. I mean, any more about this Aaron Rodgers stuff, guys? I mean, I I hate the Flackers more than anybody. Everybody knows how I feel. I mean, about besides that, the but... besides the fact that McCarthy was just a puppet with Aaron, and then you have you know, then you have Lafleur. Like I like I like Lafleur, but like I ain't saying that like probably seventy five to eighty percent of the play calls are probably Aaron Rodgers. On I'm just saying. So, Zach, I have a real question for you, and I know the answer is going to be yes for if the Redskins could get, or sorry, football team could get uh, Aaron Rodgers, you would want him, but what would you be willing to give up for him is the real question. Anybody not named Chase Young on the D-line and any draft picks you want. Nice. I'd, I was expecting as much, so. Yeah. I mean, you win the Super Bowl with that. I mean, right, I mean, come on. The, guy, the guy's a stud, right? And, like, the thing is, it's like, and I agree. I mean, they're so close. And that's why, like, he's frustrated. He's like, guys, like, if you just help me out a little bit, right? Like, like I get it. He has Devontae Adams and a couple other – but, like, you got to give Devontae Adams some help too. And a lot of their line was injured towards the end of the season. Their Fuck defense you, is yeah. – eh, I like their defense, but it's not always that great. I mean, they have Jair Alexander and a couple good edge rushers, but nothing too spectacular. Yo, Jair is um, nice. Jair, and they have, have, they have Darnell Savage. Like I like, like He's they a have beast. a decent team, right? Like as a whole, but they're just not building it the way that would help Aaron Rodgers thrive. So, and also I, I want to get into this a little bit later. Oh, what, what you got? I was just gonna say, like, I think, like players, 
should just, you know, do their job. I understand if you want to say, get me out of this, like, shitty situation. Like, I feel like you got the right to do that, but don't try to, like, control moves. Same thing with, like, Russell Wilson's. Like, don't try to control moves and tell me, like, oh, this is what I need to be successful. Like, but if Rodgers, he did really well last year. With I what agree. He had. I mean. Yeah, but, like, I but you draft his replacement. What? So, but you draft his replacement. What's the point of that? That's not, like, that's not even, like, they directly. Dra- Jordan Love, I mean, had two, like, last, I mean, how, they even how traded long- up for him. Rodgers got drafted when before Brett Favre, like a few years, a couple three. years, two, three. Years. I mean, that's a good point. I that's a very good point. Okay. I'll say to defend Maybe Steve's point too. Russell Wilson in the beginning of this year was bitching, bitching because they weren't running it his way. Remember, to let Russ cook in the beginning of last year. He was on fire, lighting it up. Matt wouldn't shut the fuck up because he was on his fantasy team. It was un unbearable. The Seahawks finally started to listen to this man because he was demanding that they run and run the offense a certain way and do certain plays that he really, really wanted to do. And the second half of the season, he started throwing picks. He was forcing it, and they fell off. They really teetered towards despair in the second half of the season. And it was it came out later that it was because Russell changed everything. So, Steve, I agree with you 100% because, yes, you know, Someone like Tom Brady, where if you've won before, you know, you're not you're you're making sensible moves. The whole reason they recruited you there, they said that they would listen to your points. I mean, he never got listened to in New England, and that's why he left. So that is a whole different story. But yes, I don't think it's if you're gonna be the star there, be the star, you know, light it up, talk shit, do whatever you want to do, be the spotlight. But you can't get pissed when they don't always listen to the shit you want to do. This is, this is what I'll say. I mean, it's like in the same idea with coaches is like coaches should scheme their offenses around their players' strengths. Right. So shouldn't you, shouldn't a GM then structure their team around their players' strengths? Like, therefore it does kind of make like, that's kind of an argument for both sides because like you can build a team however you want. You could say, I can give you the weapons or you can say, no, the defense is important. And Aaron, you're still doing your thing when MVPs. So it's like, I don't know. There's, there's just a lot of ways that you can look at this certain situation with the Packers that like could go either way. I don't know. You know, I really like that point actually, Zach, to like, I know you're like just playing the devil's advocate, but it's a good point because when you are a GM, you have to build your team to its needs. And that's something that the jets never had a GM that was, competent enough to do for years and then joe douglas comes in and he makes smart sensible moves that make sense in the terms of our team and what we need so you're absolutely right about that but then again it plays into what we were talking about before with the gm and then they have the the committee and you don't know what the hell is going on and nobody has a sense of direction of where we want to go with the organization because there's too many people talking too much going on too many people it has to go through I guarantee you a decision has to go through like 500 people before there's a yes. When like in another organization, it's maybe like maybe 15, which would seem like a lot. I guess to uh, segue into our next segment, the intro man himself is going to take over for some NHL talk. And I, for one, am very excited with the playoffs heating up. And I actually have a lot to fucking say about that piece of shit Tom Wilson. But Zach will give it to you. So 
coming into the final stretch actually of the season, we're coming down to either three or four games left per for each team. Uh, the playoff race is pretty much tightening up, if not just pretty much finished up. Uh, the teams have clinched um, in uh, their respective divisions. The East Division, the Caps have clinched, the Penguins, the Bruins, and the Islanders. Uh, the North, the uh, Maple Leafs, the Oilers um, are the only two teams who have clinched. And it seems like the Jets, um, who have not clinched, but 100% chance of making it. So basically, they just have to pretty much play out the remaining games to decide uh, which seed they're going to be. And then the South, they have um, the uh, Carolina Panthers, who are, are the one seed, Florida Panthers two, Lightning three. And it looks like the Predators are on the fringe of making it, but they have an 84% chance of making it. So tune in for that. That'll be interesting. And in the West, we have the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, the Avalanche, the Wild, and the Blues, who have not clinched, but a 97% chance of making it. So that's pretty much your playing field. Um, if you're into like brackets and stuff, I, I really, if I, I really encourage you to do the NHL.com brackets for the playoffs, it's really fun. Um, I think that we're actually going to get one started here for the guys who talk about sports. Um, playoffs is supposed to start uh, the mid mid May, so fifteenth, sixteenth, look around then. Um, so talk about the Caps. The Caps have been playing pretty well. Some injury update um, though. Uh, Ovechkin has missed the past three games and then skated one shift last game and left the rest of the game. So pretty worried about that, but hopefully he's okay. Kutsnetsov and Samsonov were idiots last night, but, um, you know, that is what it is. And then, you know, a couple injuries and then, but we did come out on a victory against the Rangers. I know Brent has a couple words about, about the hero, Tom Wilson. So Brent, what do you guys say? You just called this man a hero. He's being added to our, Tony Adam to the Schmuck of the Week. No, I don't think Tony's I don't think Tony's gonna have to the Schmuck. I have a yeah, huge, that's, that's not gonna happen. You yeah. guys fucking know. Just because he gets under your man. skin doesn't mean yeah, he's no, Schmuck of the no, Week. No, 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 because and everybody no, I really else did, I really he, did he's, like Tom he's Wilson. One don't of those players me. that don't, every don't interrupt everybody me. loves it. I really <laughs> did like Tom Wilson, but the man's fucking dirty. The man is a menace to society and he needs to be stopped. NHL, do something about this man. He got a fucking slap on the wrist. He's cheap-shotting a guy when a fight's over, hitting his head against the back of the ice. Panarin, who's not in the fight, comes over to pull him off. To pull him off. To end the fight. Like tons of people do all the fucking time. What does he do? He slams him by his hair on his fucking head. Fuck you. That shit's fucked up. He could have killed him. Dude, that like look, man, he's not fucked. There's a there's a line you don't fucking cross. There is a line you do not cross, and he crossed it. Dude, fighting, I'm all for. You know, they're all fighting. I didn't appreciate the cheap shots on the other guy on the ground, but I'll accept it. I can see it. Your your guy, your guy, your guy was spearing the goalie. Fuck your goalie, dude. Do you think they're (laughs) gonna let up now? They're coming all after the everyone. They're coming after it fucking happens Nets. all the time. Happens all the time. Happen- dude, it's heating up. Dude, it's don't the get thrown on their head fucking- all the time. He almost fuck. He could have gotten killed. He could have broke his neck. Have you guys even I mean, watched he, it? He, I did. I did. Watch I did. It, I, I was watching. I live. watched it. It was watched definitely it questionable. Fucking time. It, it was wasn't definitely qu- questionable. There was nothing questionable but- about it. But I think he does didn't not get suspended. He got five thousand dollars fine. He's not a villain. He should have gotten suspended for the rest of the year. Playoffs. 
There are millions of other players in the NHL who have made their living doing that exact same thing. Dude, they just don't have no the name goons that anymore, Tom Wilson but goons does. go after other goons. You don't go after star players. People don't go after Ovechkin. Panarin, Panarin went after him. Yeah, he Panarin was going after him. did not go after him. So you know who you pick, though, when you're going after in a fight. You, you see, okay, 43. You break up a fight. He was already chief-shotting somebody else on the ground. He's pulling him off. They weren't fighting. If he was... if. Panarin started a fight with him and he got his ass knocked out. I wouldn't be saying shit. But you guys, everybody sit. I know you guys are fucking Caps fans, so your piece is a shit. But even you guys should see that that shit, that's a line that he, he crossed the line. Did he not? Did he not cross he's just, the line? He's just, he's just upset because they're not making the playoffs. I don't give a fuck if they're not making the playoffs. He could have killed our best player. Anything happens on skates. Look, that's all I'll say. That's so, not, like, I no, understand. anything does not happen on skates. When you, often when you are when you are in like rough enough, show after, me the last time a guy go got slammed on his head like that. Show you me go the for last a face time wash. every a single guy... time you go for a face wash. So because you're he was pulling like him off, he was pulling him off to end the fight because the fight was over. Steve, what do you think? You haven't said anything. I'll yell at you next. I heard the junkies talking about it this morning, and they were. Against Tom Wilson, which I was really surprised about. I was like, damn, even the junkies are going after this dude. Like, they defend anybody Washington sports. I was like, this must be terrible. I look at a video of it. Not that bad. Like, he it's gave not him, that what, bad. One, it's not that him, bad. Like, it is two, that like, bad. One it's or not two that bad. He fell over. Like, the guy, he did he not fall him. over. And he threw him on his head. And then Stop Panarin acting like left, this. No. Left. He threw him on his head. That, that wasn't even the guy he was fighting. Why would he do that? He, like, jumped on his back. He wasn't stopping the fight. They were throwing hands. See, that's they what they threw hands. That's what, they did not throw hands. Pull up the video. Yo, Have you even watched yo, it? Gonna, I'm literally no, watching it right now. I'm literally enemies. watching it right now. He did not jump up on his back. <clears throat> Tom Wilson was bent over, cheap shotting some dude, hitting his head off the ice, literally hitting this man's skull into the ice. From the back of his head. So Panarin comes up to grab him. And then lifts up a little bit. Because Tom Wilson's bent over. He literally comes to grab him. And stop him from fucking cheap shotting his teammate. And then he gets cheap shotted. Like you guys like. I understand he's cool. He's your goon. Whatever. Anybody right. else. Like I don't even care about the dude on the ground. You don't hurt the, the, the star player of the team. You don't do that. I, I disagree. I think that what the uh, he, fuck are you talking about? He literally was he was on his back and he literally was like just trying to break it up. But at the same time, when you're trying to Tom break Wilson it up, Wilson was not trying to break it up. Putting, he was hitting the back of his head. No, Panarin. Panarin was trying to break it up. But at the same time, when you're trying to break it up, you put yourself into the fight. Like it's it's not That's it's not, not un no, it's not unlikely no, it's not no. unlikely that when you go up and try to stop Tom Wilson from hitting someone, that he's gonna hit you too. He's a psychopath then. Bren, you're talking about he could have killed him. Like, looking at this again, I'm watching the video right now. He slammed him again. on his head by his hair. No. Yeah, Bren, no. And then he, there's, like a good, there's, like, a good second, and then he gives him, like, two very, very light. I don't care know, about like, the punches. punches. He threw him on his head. I mean, he was just sort of, like, getting on top of him. To and stop him, the like, fight. A couple, a couple I think the, the fights worst... were over. I think the worst thing he did was the cross check on the on the ice. I think that was the worst thing that he did. I I I can't talk to you fucks right now. Let's move on to the next thing. 
he literally threw him to the side. If you watch that again, they literally I put the ice together times. simultaneously. I watched it, and it frame and by frame twice a thousand times. That's so fantastic. Why is he even doing that? That's fantastic. Okay. Hey, you guys got a war coming. So every single legend in the NHL has always had a goon by his side. Just keep that up for the record. It's pissing yeah. me off that you no, no, don't no. even it was see a... my point a little bit. Like how it's, it's crossed the line. Like, like yeah. NHL, if, the, if, if, if he got a five-game suspension, I, I would have agreed. Loser, loser. Hey, I've heard this call before. He only got a five suspension. He only got a five thousand dollar fine. That's bullshit. I mean, the playoffs are going to be ten times worse. There's going to be five hits that people are people don't times fight worse in the playoffs. You dumb bitch. But but they let but they let that so go. They just hit, but they get little punches. They don't fight in the playoffs. But they let that extra stuff go. Like loser, loser. Hey, I've heard this call before. If you're gonna jab at the goalie, they're gonna fucking hit you. Like that's what happens. And if you're gonna jump on someone's back and try to break up the fight, and you get tangled up, you're gonna get punched and probably taken to the dude. Tony, they don't fight in the playoffs. Like rarely. That's not fighting. That's just like that's it's not what I'm was, That's not Dude, what I'm saying. That's like what are you talking about? That's that's it, literally him just attacking him when he's trying to end the fight. Like that the, doesn't happen. We're talking about like Bro, we're talking about the difference between when, square. When we're talking about the difference between square fights, and up right fights now. Fights end. Fights end. They both get up. They go to the box. It's, it's over. Guys, don't just start talking. We're talking about two. We're talking about two. Guys, don't start attacking other people. I agree, Zach. We're talking about two different things. Guys, don't start attacking other people. When fights end. We're talking about fighting in hockey. Fighting. That happens Square all the time. Down. They give each other little punches and little cross He wasn't fighting him, though. When fights uh, end, guys go their separate ways and go to the box. Like, it's like, like the ref goes, all right, this is over. These, Let Zach these talk. Let Zach talk. These, there's a difference between, like, squaring up, dropping the gloves, and then, like, after the whistle, just, like, like fucking just going at it, face washing people, and then like a scrum. That shit happens. It's literally all the time. just a scrum. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but like I'm just you're, saying, like, you're talking in the playoffs, about when like, guys that shit are like, happens. You're talking about when guys are that, all grouped that together is, that against is what the happened. board. That is not what happened because Tom Wilson is beating on a guy Dude. on the ground. That's literally exactly I'm, what happened. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to get my. There's a point he's beating on a guy on the fucking ground, and then they get up. And then literally slams him over his shoulder when he's trying to pull him off the dude he's beating on the ground. Like I watched the vid I watched it over and over and over again. Dude, look up, just look up like the all five minute major penalties on YouTube and you'll be like shocked. I've seen them. Not against star how many of them are against star players? Let's get into NBA. Is that is that is that your main is is that yes! your main Yes? Yes, Why? that's my he, main point. He put it upon himself. If he didn't to want break to go up in a there, fight. to break if up he a didn't fight. want to go in there, you should have skated to back to the fucking bench. Fight. His so what? You're supposed to stand there when your dude's getting his face beaten on the ground, face down. He's supposed to stand yeah, there. Yeah, if him? you're going against fucking Tom Wilson and he and he's gonna beat so your you're ass, you're supposed to stand there and you, you watch Tom Wilson place. start cheap shotting people. Like literally, that's what everyone's doing. Everyone's just standing there watching him. Tom Wilson was already off of the guy when by, no, by the time Panarin got off him. So you're telling me the Tom guy Wilson that Panarin, was standing the straight guy, up, walking the guy away, that and Panarin pa came and jumped on his back. Panarin, that's what you're trying to tell me. Panarin, no, but he already and, had gotten knocked no, off. No, no, okay. He had already Panarin gotten off. Panarin and Davis were already standing, and they, Bush Davis and Panarin were right next to Wilson, and just so happened that Panarin was with Wilson at that point 
and he got tossed. So it was either Bush Davis or Canarian. Or so. he could just get up and stop because it was over. Like, clearly the guy's grabbing him to stop him and be like, okay, it's done. Well, you know what they don't do You don't do shoot in the, the messenger, Zach. You don't shoot the messenger. He's just the messenger. You, know, you, you, you do when you're Tom messenger. Wilson and you're getting, you're roided up and fucking raging. That's literally his job is to go hit people. He gets paid to do that, Brett. He gets paid to fight other goons. No, he gets paid to play hockey and fight anyone in his path. No, he does not get paid to play hockey. He gets paid to score goals. He's good. What Look do you mean he does he not get paid to play, to play hockey? Are you fucking kidding me? Fucking That's the biggest He's joke I've ever heard. Tom Wilson's a caveman. You know, he doesn't joke. have fighting. It's the NBA. All right, let's talk about some of the NBA. The, the playoff push is going. Uh, is heating up here in the East. And just to kind of talk about future maybe schmuck of the week here, LeBron says playoff game or play-in games aren't a good idea. Is that a little nerves? Brent, what do you think? So, last year, LeBron came out and said, and I don't have the direct quote right in front of me, but basically he was saying that he loved the play-in tournament. He loved the idea of, you know, teams getting a chance to, you know, sneak in and make a run. And now, the Lakers this year, they've had some injury history. You know, Anthony Davis has been out basically the entire year. LeBron James has been out almost as long. And they just had tons of injuries across the board. Last year, the main reason they won, healthy LeBron, healthy Anthony Davis. Now, Dennis Schroeder was carrying the load for a while. He's out now, too. I believe they lost six out of seven. Could be more by this point. But now LeBron is changing his tune a little bit regarding the play-in because I think they're in sixth or seventh place right now. Uh, don't quote me on that. There's somewhere around that. They're dropping, though. And now he's saying, I believe his direct quote was, this shit is the, regarding the playing game, he said, this is the stupidest shit I ever heard. Whoever made this should be fired. Now all of a sudden, little Bron Bron gonna have to play in the playing game. He a little scared. All of a sudden, changing his tune a little bit, hates the playing tournament. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I think it's just classic LeBron trying to, like, basically dynasty his way into the playoffs and make people think that he deserves to be there every year, which he definitely does, but this year it's looking tough, so should be a should be a, a close run at the end for them to make it. I mean, when you're hurt every single year, not every single year, when you're hurt all year, you know, you and Anthony Davis, and that's literally the only reason you guys won last year, or the main reason, kind of makes it difficult to uh, put you in a position to negotiate because... I mean, <laughs> y'all haven't been there. He he's out for another two games. I have him on my fantasy team in the playoffs, by the way. Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely going to be tough for him to like come back from that quote because if they lose in the playing games, everyone's just going to shit on him so much. Oh, it's going to be, be it's going to be pretty great, honestly. I think it might happen too because there is some pretty tip, uh, stiff competition coming in. You know, uh... is there any chance that they run into the Warriors in the playing game? Because if so, he might just be scared of Steph Curry because Steph Curry is just an unconscious man right now. Steph Curry's been playing lights out, dude. A week or two ago, I saw him play against the Celtics uh, before I went out to dinner. And this man, I swear to God, did not miss. 
He was taking unbelievable shots from everywhere. Just Steph Curry-type shots. Just literally like he was out there fucking around in the backyard. Just flap, flap, step back, shimmy, flap. And Jason Tatum was going back and forth with him, but oh my God, it was nuts. I think he was going off in the game I was watching last night. Actually, shout out to the NBA. I think they did a little Marvel's um, rendition of their television or telecast, which actually was pretty cool. They had like hero points, which I had no idea what was going on. Didn't really care. I tuned in for like five five to 10 minutes. It was kind of cool. But Steph had like 40 points. He was going off. Um, so also interesting does actually, Tony, it looks like you're browsing the web. Could you actually bring up the NBA scoring lead? Um, I wanted to see who's going to bring home the scoring title. I think Bradley Beal and Seth Curry are neck and neck in the race, but I know it's kind of getting tight down here to the stretch. That'd be really cool if Bradley Beal won it, but probably Steph Curry just because he's been playing lights I mean, out. Bradley Beal has also, been too. Also, the mean... MVP race too as well because I heard yesterday that Julius Randle is actually – he's not going to win it, but he's, but he's legitimately in the MVP race. He's, he's like top four, I think. Could be wrong, and I, I would love to confirm so this right now. So it looks like uh, – I mean, let me talk about Julius Randle it, just for a second. Lo- this man has – Ahead, I was going to say, it, look, it looks like Steph Curry is at uh, 1792 points, and Bradley Beal is at 1733, with uh, Jokic trailing him at 17 and 11. 1711. Wow. Hey, by the way, um, we should probably get big G's in here um, sometime soon. Yeah, we'll rip we, that we in got, real quick. Um, I just want to say one like, thing about the Knicks, man. They've been on fire. The Knicks are back. I just want to say it. I mean, I've been saying it for, for a couple weeks now, dude. Because, dude, I've, I watched the game last night against the Grizzlies, and I've never had more fun watching the Knicks since I started watching them. It's been fucking twenty, twenty four years since I've been alive. About twenty years since I've been watching them. Fucking always terrible. They had that one season, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. But this squad, playing as a team, won eleven out of the last twelve. Man. Sitting in fourth place, we got a tough schedule coming up over the next couple of games. We got like Phoenix, I think we got uh, Milwaukee, and some other teams coming up. Uh, oh, I think we got. Denver I think there's as well. like there's like single digit games remaining. If I'm not, if I'm not I think there's only like eight games left, so it, yeah. it's coming down to the stretch. But man, the main reason for the Knicks and why they've been doing so well is two things: the addition of Derrick Rose, which I honestly did not believe was going to be as beneficial as it was. We had him a couple years ago, and it was obviously our organization was a dumpster fire, but shit didn't work out. You know, it wasn't a right fit. He wasn't, it just wasn't working, so he had to go. Since then, the man's really worked on his shot, really developed his game, and he loves Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau loves Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson, and fucking anybody who played for him formerly. He brings them everywhere. I wasn't sure I was going to be when we brought him over, but... He has been the best addition, dude. He's a mentor to the young guys, like, quickly. He's fucking taking over games at the end. His ball handling is great. He's hitting jump shots. And Julius Randle. Julius fucking Randle. The biggest jump in three-point percentage from one year to the next in in NBA history. Went from a 28% three-point percentage to 42 this year. Unbelievable jump. He literally went from... Hitting 
10 he had 10 threes back in 2017-2018 season. This season he hit 144 so far. Last night this man was hitting step backs. He hit this step back jumper three in the corner and I literally stood around I was like no fucking chance. Nothing but net cash. This team is so fucking fun to watch and I'm just happy we make the playoffs. I think if we get Boston in the first round, we could take them 7. Who knows? Defense wins championships, but I'll stop with my Knicks rant now. But, man, I haven't had this much fun watching the Knicks literally in my entire life. So it, it's just great. And they're doing it with, like, who would have thought Julius Randle would be as good as he is this year? Dude, they've made me a believer, honestly. I'm on the Knicks bandwagon. I uh, I send Brent Knicks memes all the time now. I love other boys. So it's great. Fucking quickly is the man. Definitely love the little floater he puts up all the time. Makes me happy. He's been developing his range too. Yesterday he was shooting from like, from deep, deep, couple feet behind the three point line. So. So speaking of the NBA, we actually got two games on uh, Friday, May seventh. Uh, we got the Nuggets who are forty three and twenty two versus the Jazz who are forty seven and eighteen, and the Jazz are at home. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and start off and take the Nuggets. I got like five Jamal Murray top shots, so I hope he balls out. He's out for the year. Nugs. Yeah, no, that was that was a joke. That was a great joke. The joke over my head meme. Verbal joke. Verbal meme, I mean. Verbal joke. Hey, let's bring back verbal the, jokes. The, the Enough joke. with social media. The jokeage. The jokeage. Oh wow. Oh, oh, wow. That was a good one. That was a good one. Good Tell nuggets. Props. Dude, they both have hella injuries right now. I'm gonna go with the Yaz. Yasmania. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough to go against the Jazz at home, but I think the Nuggets probably need to pick up a couple wins coming down the stretch, so we may see uh, a pickup in play. Zach, who are you going with? Nuggets, the Chicken McNuggets. All right, I love the Chicken McNuggets as well. So the next game we got is uh, the Lakers, who are 37-28, but with no LeBron versus the Trailblazers, who are 36-29 and and at home. I'm going to go ahead and just bet on Dame, and we're taking it. I'm taking the. I'm trailers. taking Dame time. Yep. All right. Yeah, all Trailblazers. Straight down the board, Dame time. All right. So the last game we got is actually MLB. We're gonna go uh, the Phillies, who are 14 and 15, versus the Braves, who are 12 and 16 at home. So it's a little bit of a home Braves. Away. Braves. Yeah. Braves been playing bad recently. Braves. Braves. Who are they playing against again? The Braves versus the Phillies, and the Braves are at home. I'm gonna go Phillies. All right, I'm going to go ahead and take the Braves. I think uh, the Phillies are not going to play too well away, but we'll see how they do it. Yeah, so uh, we actually did have a big G sweep this week with uh, the uh, the Trailblazers getting picked. So hopefully that uh, that works out for us, or else everyone else just kind of gets uh, a little leg up on us in the standings. Big G sweep. And next week we will bring you a Big G's betting bonanza update because – Tony, we got to start upping the stakes a little bit in some some kind of way. You know what I mean? We should have, like, a deadline, and whoever has, like, the worst overall percentage has to has to do, you know, some kind of thing, some kind of task, some kind of uh, punishment. I'm definitely down to implement something, but we'd have to figure out uh, a way to even it out a little bit for me and Brent have made picks on almost every episode, and uh, Matt, I believe, has, like, 10 picks total. Wait, did you hear the bell? We're here. Oh, we're <laughs> and welcome back. We took a short break right there, you know. I really 
really obviously have my fucking feelings when it comes to the Tom Wilson situation. I'm a Rangers fan. You know, Panarin's our best player. My dad's favorite player. You know, I got, I, you know, I, I, I protect my boy, and I just didn't think that was right. I mean, I thought I thought that was pretty good debate. You guys love Tony, guys. I'll tell you one thing: Big G knows how to get me fired up more than anybody in this world. Anybody I do, I world. do. I love grinding Brent's gears. It's my favorite he, pastime. He's so good at it. It's like impressive. I, I just. It's so Honestly, it's been, it's been less this year just because I've been like enjoying the Knicks, so I haven't really had that to roast you about. So that's well, that's normally the the thing. Like we, that was what was keeping us in contact in like the heart of uh, last year. We were all like transitioning into work and whatnot. Like me and Tony made like this this long bet for uh, some, you know, for the Knicks. Uh, Dude, you, you just love fucking with me at the Knicks, but now you support me, man. I mean, shit, we'll see what happens. Hopefully we can contain that four seed. But, you know, for Big G's betting bonanza, we're definitely going to think of some cool ways to to even the score a little bit and, you know, maybe give people a reason to actually put some thought into it or to, uh you know, maybe show up to their jobs every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at you, Jesse. Where the fuck you been, bro? Law school's over. You know, party's over, kid. Back to work. You know, yeah, just, conse- consequences always breed uh, good competition. So there you go. I think I think there there may need to be some uh, implicated in this. I will say, Brent, I am glad that I will always be able to give you shit about the Jets because they fucking suck. Oh, oh, speak while you can, little man. Speak while you can, because the Duganites, we're going straight to the top, baby. Straight to the top, and I can't wait to rub it in all your fucking faces. How many wins? How many wins is the top for you? Like four? So this year, that's a great question, Tony. Yeah, like what would you be satisfied with? So four wins? Or if you got four wins, ceiling or floor? No, if you if you got four wins, would you be satisfied? Six. As a Jets we're, fan? we're getting at least six this year. But that's not the question. If you got four, would you be satisfied? Not anymore. No, I'm done with that. Even after, how many did you get this year? Three, two or three? Two. Two? Yeah. So if you doubled your win count from last year, you wouldn't think that that was growth? I mean, I guess essentially, yes, but I think we're better than that. I think we have the Still just so mediocre. Yeah, no, I completely agree. We're not that that mediocre last year Tony now I'm more honest about my team than anybody last year I watched the first half of the Jets game week one against the Bills I wish we were doing the podcast week one we didn't start till week five I literally went over to Liam's house and I said the Jets are the worst team in the NFL like it's not even it's it's obvious and Liam was like already like how do you already know I'm like dude we fucking suck like we couldn't do anything and that was under that poop head Adam Gase so glad that schmuck is out of here. You know what? Throw him in. Adam Gase, you're our schmuck of the week for this week as well, you bitch. God, I love the additions to the schmuck of the week. Just always make it that much better. Because we end up with five or six of them it, every time. It grows, dude. Liam just accidentally joined a FaceTime. Dude, the schmuck of the week, that's why we just said it. Sometimes, guys, we usually got one in store or something like that, but... They Sometimes just come organically. Got like 20, bro. It's they come just, organically. People are just fucking schmucks, man. People are schmucks. And that's just the best way to put it, Tony. And I can't think of 
any better way to wrap up this episode than with that? We're going to put that on a t-shirt one day. Big G, people are just schmucks. Not the listeners, though. We love you guys. And you know what else we love? Anchor. The easiest way to make a podcast. Download the app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for God, tuning in to another on, episode of The Guys Who Talk About Sports. Make sure to subscribe. I need that on a shirt. We're going to put that on a shirt. No doubt. <laughs> I need that on a shirt so put bad. Put that on a shirt. We, like, Tony, I got some shirt ideas, bro. We can start selling some merch. You know, get a little bing, bang, boom. Anyways, guys, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you're already subscribed, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Leave a review. Leave two reviews. We love you guys. Well, we, you know we read them. Send us voice messages on Anchor. We got the link in our bio. You know, there's things you guys can do. You guys are definitely interacting with us with our story and stuff like that and reaching out and sending us reviews, and we love it. We love all the support. That's why we do this, you know. You guys keep us going, and you guys are listening, so I really appreciate it. Good shit. Once yeah, again, I hope you guys are following along with Big G's also and uh, keeping track of your records at home because those third-party consultants really are struggling for us. So, you know, you know who the big, you know, the consultants are struggling, not as hard as Vandy and the SEC, bro. Vandy and the SEC is just uh uh uh. Y'all need to go to the Ivy League since you're the quote-unquote Ivy Leagues of the South. You know. Shout out Joe. Shout out to Joe. We miss you, Joe. We'll see you next week. But, guys, our listeners, who I just, you know, I, I gave you guys a heartfelt message. We're asking you, our amazing listeners, to help spread the word of this podcast. Just tell two friends. Tell them to check it out. They like it? Awesome. Subscribe, review. If not, it is what it is, you know. Just go on your merry way, as Pat McAfee said. Don't worry about it. Don't tell anyone. Don't pretend like it never happened. If you didn't like it, it's not, it is what it is. Guarantee you're going to like it, though. So we would love if you guys tell two friends. Be a friend. Tell two friends. Two? Three? Four? Who, who knows, man? Follow us on Twitter at Guys Talk Sports with two Zs and on Instagram, Guys Talk Sports 101. And once again, thanks for listening. And tune in next week for episode 33, where Big G, you're not going to believe what you're going to see. Have a great weekend, guys. Hey, that